everybody. I appreciate you turning into the podcast today, Talking Yoga with Joe. Today, I had a very special guest, Miss Heather Black from Instagram, Heather Black Fit. She is a local Charleston CrossFit trainer, um, amazing person, and it was so cool getting to sit down with her and talk a little bit about the relationship between CrossFit and yoga, which seems two parallel worlds, but in a sense, very similar. And we talked a little bit about nutrition and tons of other things. So I really hope you enjoy this. Thank you to Heather. You can check out her Instagram, Heather Black Fit. And I'm so happy to be back doing yoga podcasts. I know it's been a while and I appreciate you guys still checking in. Please check out the previous episodes too if you haven't yet. And I hope to be back soon with another episode of Talking Yoga with Joe. So in the meantime, hope you enjoy this. I appreciate you being here. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I'm excited. This coffee is amazing, by the way. Thank you. Uh, it really is. Shout out to King Bean Coffee. <laughs> right. Local in Delicious coffee. And I usually have like cream and sugar and all that nonsense in there. This is just straight black, which I don't do. And this is still really good. So. Did you want any cream? No. Sorry, this, yeah. I like it. Usually, yes, but no, not this time. That's really good. So Yeah, shout out to King Bean. Yeah, right. Um, we're rocking some um, mocha java today. Um, mistletoe java. Or mistletoe. Right? Yeah, java, Christmas spirit. Right. So I found you a couple um, months ago on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you are a badass. <laughs> I would say, like, you slam weights. You're, I do. You got the tattoos and mm-hmm. you're decked out. Yeah. Um, and have you have you always been no that badass? No, no. So I was uh, I was never an athlete growing up. I tried to be, but really it was just because I wanted to ride on the same bus with the boys that played soccer and travel. <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't because of my athletic ability. Um, I rode horses, you know, and then. Um, Pretty much as soon as I, I mean, I had my first baby when I was 21, you know, so I spent about 10 years just having babies. Um, and then after my fourth, I I was watching the CrossFit games on TV when I was pregnant. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I want to do that. And so I, uh, I went to CrossFit Integrity when I was seven weeks postpartum after my fourth. And <laughs> I actually, I pulled into the parking lot and I had a panic attack in the parking lot. I was like, these people are gonna laugh me out of the building. I can't even do a sit up. Um, I don't know how to do a squat. These people are throwing all around weight. I'm gonna look an idiot. But they were super supportive and encouraging. I fell in love like right away. It was awesome. So um, ever since then, I've been doing the CrossFit thing and it's a blast. It's addictive. It's amazing. Yeah. There's always something um, restricted us. Like you were at that moment, like, you know, outside the building, the parking lot. Yeah. And there was something that held you. But now, look at you. Right? You just gotta jump, man. You gotta, when you find those moments when you're, you know, panicking, but it's something you really want to do, you just gotta bite the bullet and just go and, you know, trust that uh, you're being led somewhere that's gonna make a big difference in your life. And that's, that's what it, it's, that sounds so weird to say, but it really did, it felt that way. It was like, this is going to make me feel better. This is this is going to change my life in a good way. And it did. So, mm. completely different though. I mean, I never worked out. I never I never did anything before that day. I mean, I think actually that's a lie. I did a triathlon because my husband was a, a triathlete. Really? Yeah. And did you train for that? Yeah, yeah. sort of. The triathlon, you, you just, yeah, you got to give a yeah. little. It was the James Island one, so it wasn't a super intense one. My husband has done like the Iron Man stuff. I don't know how people do that. Mm. Um, that's my goal. Right? Put it out there. Really? In like 10 years. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's admirable because it's intense. I think it's, isn't it like a two mile swim? And a uh, hundred mile bike. Hundred mile bike. And a marathon. Marathon. <laughs> yeah. Six miles. Yeah, that's a fun day. Yeah, (laughs) and he loved it. See, there are some people like y'all who are just built to do that kind of stuff. Not me, no. (laughs) Like I'll run a 5K and about two miles in, I'm like, why am I doing this? This is awful. Can I stop now? (laughs) But I, you know, you can't stop. 
You're like, you're, I'm good. 5K. Yeah, I'm like, two miles is plenty. Two, not even a 5K. Like, two miles is about all I want to do. So the idea of doing all that swimming and biking and then running a marathon, like, you guys, you guys are awesome. You guys me, are the badasses. Cool. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so do the Wilmington one. That's the one that he did. And so the swim, you're you're going downstream. Like, you're going with the stream. So mm. you go a little bit faster. So that's that Wilmington North Ironman, North. right? Uh, is they that what it's called? They have one as well, too. There's one next year, I think, that I've looked up. Yeah, or, uh, or maybe it's Bridged Battleship. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But whatever it was, he did it. And, you know, he had... He had like a broken rib and bronchitis and he was still just chugging along. I mean, he didn't train for it either. That's why I'm saying you guys are, you guys are the, the heroes. I don't know how y'all do it. I think you as well. <laughs> so, so you're um, going to your first CrossFit, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you started basically. Yeah, said. I started like CrossFit. First group integrity. fitness, mm-hmm. anything like that. Yep. And now you're certified in yeah. CrossFit training. I am, yeah. Um, I've been a trainer for a while. I was a, I started out coaching um, and that was a blast, but then I kind of migrated toward personal training, but still doing CrossFit type workouts with my clients. Um, I like that one-on-one vibe, being able to connect and actually teach them how to do the movements. Um, because in a class of 20 people, it's super hard to try to teach somebody the snatch, which is a super complex Olympic weightlifting move. And if you do it wrong, it, it could ruin your life. So um, I kind of moved away from that so that I could actually work on the one-on-one aspect because um, that's where I felt like I got the most, where I made the most impact was being able to, you know, sit down and talk to somebody about their goals and, you know, why they were here in the first place and then showing them that uh, CrossFit, weightlifting, you know, especially for females, picking up a barbell or a weight, like it. It changes your life. It really does. So like that snatch that you mentioned. Yeah. That starts out with weight on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. And eventually you're picking yep. up and you're putting it over your head. Yeah. But it's more complex than that. Oh, right? yeah. Like there's mechanical work, but there's like steps involved. Yes. And there are ways to make it look disastrous or to look beautiful. You know, when it when it's pretty, um, that's when you're doing it right. Like. It's um, a beautiful, it's an explosive movement, and people can do hundreds and hundreds of pounds if they do it right. Um, you know, they can throw something over your, their head that I can't even deadlift, you know, and it's, uh, they make it look good. And that was, that was actually the event that I saw on the CrossFit Games that I loved. It was like a one rep max clean and jerk, which is also another movement where the bar's on the ground and it ends up overhead. Uh, and I saw that, I was like, God, that's so cool. I want to do that. Obviously not that weight. <laughs> it's not going to be 275 pounds, but I want to pick up a barbell. Yeah. It's just like, cool. So I'm really interested about that process. Yeah. Um, and like for you, well, personally, when it, when it's like your reps and your sets, mm-hmm. do you like just one, are you hitting one um, rep of that mm-hmm. or is like snatch a typical um, numerous repetitions? Yeah. Set? So, um, it depends. So there are ways in workouts, like in CrossFit WADs, you know, so WAD stands for workout of the day. Um, there are some workouts where you're going to do a bunch of snatches um, at a very light weight. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also some where... So you can control your form. Yeah, pretty better. much. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you... And the whole idea behind CrossFit is high intensity. If I tell you you need to do 20 snatches, but it's a super heavy weight... It's not going to be very intense because you're going to have to rest like five minutes in between each snatch because it's so heavy. But if I tell you you need to do 20 snatches at a super light weight, you can keep moving. You know, your heart rate can get up and uh, you can still move the weight pretty without hurting yourself um, and still get a really good workout. But then there's also, you know, if you're doing a strength workout and you... uh, you know, you're working on the snatch. It could be you do one really heavy one, you rest a few more minutes, and then you do another one, slightly heavier maybe. Um, And that's purely for developing strength. You know, there's different rep schemes and all that other stuff to develop strength or to build muscle or to build endurance or stability. You know, there's a whole bunch of different combinations that you can throw together 
based on you know what you're trying to accomplish and so. different philosophies between people's um, mm -hmm. theory behind it yeah everybody's different everybody um, everybody learns different everybody teaches different uh, you can always learn something from somebody else sure definitely have you heard of a uh, Pavel Tatsolini yes he's, yeah yeah so he's a Russian I believe Russian dude um, yeah he's done a lot of um, research and put a lot of information out and his idea is like those really long breaths mm -hmm. between the sets yeah and not um, pushing out to that um, last rep where you can't yeah do anymore so if you can only do um, for example, 10 pull-ups. Yeah. Like, that's your max. Yeah. And even if, like, your 11th one, if someone's, like, do it with a gun against your head, yeah. you can't do it, right? <laughs> yeah. So instead of doing that 10, maybe you're doing, like, 6 or 7. Yeah. And then you do a really long rest. Yeah. And then you repeat that again, really long rest, until you can build up to, like, that 10, right? And yeah. it's easier. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And that's, um, that's kind of the idea behind, um, so there's different rep schemes. So let's say you just want to build muscular endurance you know like if you want to run an Ironman your muscles have to work for a really long time so strength training is great for people who want to do endurance sports because building that muscle you know I'm not gonna have you lift super heavy weight one or two times I'm gonna have you lift a lighter weight a lot so that your muscles can build endurance um, so um, it all depends on your goals like bodybuilders they want to build muscle. It's not necessarily about strength, it's about muscle. Um, and those are two different things. So if you want to be strong, you lift weights, lower reps, um, a few more sets. For people who want to just get muscle, you do probably three or four sets of between six and eight reps. Or for females sometimes it's like between 10 and 12 reps. But um, for endurance you could be doing 20 reps of something you know what I mean so it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish and everybody's trying to accomplish something different but the thing that's great about CrossFit is it kind of does everything you know we have days where you do a one rep max of a certain lift but then we also have days where you're lifting that barbell 50 times you know so um, the idea the thing that's fun about CrossFit is it's you never get bored because every day it's something different and every day it's really hard and it never gets easier never and if it's easy then you're not doing it right because you're supposed to go in there and it's supposed to be really hard you know it's uh it's always going to be difficult and that's the best part about it everybody's miserable doing it you know it just depends on, you know, that person's miserable when they lift really heavy weight. I'm miserable and I'm not lifting much, but it's still really tough. So finding that balance of getting a little bit better every day and not having the ego of, I'm going to try to lift that really heavy weight, even though it's going to be miserable and I'm not going to get anything done. So taking the ego out, which I guess that's, that's kind of your realm, right? the yoga right aspect so I was just gonna say this all sounds relative to yoga right yeah when you're saying how it's always different mm -hmm. um, and in a vinyasa flow um, class maybe that sequence is kind of put together somewhat always different forms you can add in different poses yeah and asanas as I told yeah. you before um, you were saying like all the things except for like everyone's miserable <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe not that. hot yoga hot yoga can be pretty uh miserable if the temperature's right and it's the middle of summer and y'all don't open the door. <laughs> separate category. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, you're right. Probably not as miserable as a, a really difficult CrossFit workout, but same that's, idea. That's the first similarity we found between like this CrossFit and yoga. Yeah. And I guess um, for all the yogi listeners like out there, mm -hmm. like it's talking we got to bring up yoga if it's yeah, talking right? yoga podcast. <laughs> you practice as well. I do. And yeah. um, after CrossFit, when did you, how did you find yoga? Um, like I, we were talking about this earlier. Um, in CrossFit, a big part of it is recovery. Because the workouts are so tough, you have to, the idea, in a perfect world, you would do CrossFit for three days, you would rest for a day. and Three days straight. Three days straight. You do three days of um you know, three different workouts, mm. um, and then you would rest for a day in a perfect world. 
usually that doesn't happen because you become kind of addicted and you want to do it every day. And that's when people end up getting hurt. So the idea is do three really hard workouts, recover on the fourth day, then do three more, recover. So active recovery ends up being what we do on our fourth day. And active rest, active recovery would be something like yoga, where you're going in and you're stretching all those muscles that you've been tearing up all week. Um, and you go in and you relax into poses and um, we call it mobility, you know? We right. call it um, maximizing range of motion so that we can do the CrossFit workouts. Um, so yoga for me was really helpful. I mean, I'm. I'm more on the super mobile side, but uh, it was good for me to take my clients there, especially the ones who had mobility issues, because it really did help them get into positions that they couldn't do before. So it does, it complements CrossFit, for sure. We just call it mobility, because uh, I guess that makes it more palatable to especially our, uh, our gentlemen CrossFitters. Mm. They're, uh, they can sometimes be averse to uh, yoga. So calling it mobility, even, but to be honest, they really don't like doing mobility either. <laughs> you kind of have to force them, but um, it is, it very much complements CrossFit in general. That's amazing. Yeah. This is one of the philosophies in yoga, this um, idea called Styria and Sukha. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. Yeah. So Styria and Sukha is steady and ease. Mm-hmm. And uh, the line from the Yoga Sutra is Styria Sukha Asanam, okay. which is steady and ease in the pose. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. You want to be really steady. You want to be ease. <clears throat> it sounds like there's um, uh, a relationship there a little bit with CrossFit because you want to focus on your form. Absolutely. Is there like a steadiness and ease? Oh, I don't know about ease. Cause yeah. <laughs> I was going to say maybe not so much ease, but definitely the steadiness. That is super important, especially if you have a barbell over your head. If you're not steady and mm -hmm. stable, um, that barbell's not going to, you know, that barbell could land on your head, you know? Um, so being stable in positions, especially when you're doing things like if you're doing 100 pull-ups, you know? Sometimes we have workouts where you're doing 100 pull-ups. Um, if your shoulders aren't steady and stable, you're going to hurt yourself. So stability is a big part of... CrossFit in general, or it needs to be at least. Um, we get a sometimes CrossFit gets a bad reputation saying that you know we cause a lot of injury, and a lot of that does come from first of all ego, and then second of all a lack of stability and a lack of you know progressing movements properly. So and that all has to do with ego too, for sure. So I guess so that would be that's, helped. That's yeah. true. Mm hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's on the client or is that on the trainer as well too? Um, so it's our job as trainers and coaches to tell you how to scale the workout appropriately. So scaling is, you know, this is the prescribed weight for this workout, but I think you should do a lighter weight or this weight is too light for you. We need to scale up the workout, make it a little bit more difficult so you get the intended stimulus of the workout. Um, but a lot of it, CrossFit attracts competitive people. So when you're in the middle of a workout, your ego really does get involved. And it's, you know, she's lifting that weight. We're about the same age. We both got kids. Uh, I don't want her lifting that weight. And I'm only lifting this weight. I'm going to add a little bit more. And then you end up hurting yourself. So it's the competition and the ego that really ends up getting you hurt. Trainers can try as much as they can to uh, eliminate that, but a lot of times we don't listen. I mean, when I say we, I mean we as the people taking the class, you know. I can tell you all day long, you probably shouldn't be lifting that weight, or um, you should scale back the number of reps and all that other stuff. But if your ego gets in the way, you're going to do it anyway, and you're going to hurt yourself. And then you're going to be mad at me. <laughs> for for you getting hurt. So, ego, that that's uh, y'all's area of expertise, isn't it? The I, the ego is uh, everyone's mm -hmm. like um, it's your problem because it's always like that voice. Yeah. In our head, our thoughts. Yeah. It's called like the monkey mind in yeah. yoga. So, uh, mindfulness and and meditation is just all about 
just being aware of that voice that's in your head. Yeah. Um, and it's usually triggered to something that's involved in either the future or past. Yeah. So mindfulness practice is like paying attention to what's going on that moment right now. Yeah. So tuning in and in yoga, right? Steadiness and ease in the pose. Yeah. If you can steady the mind mm-hmm. and you can steady your body. Yeah. And you find ease and that's like where the, I guess, relaxation part comes in. Yeah. In yoga. So is that, I was going to ask you that, so the ease, does it come all of a sudden like you're doing a pose and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, or is it you have to, does the ease come with um, Lots of more practice. experience? And time. Okay. Yeah. But you should always have um, uh, ease, that's the right word, sukha. Yeah. It also translates into good space. Okay. So good space within your body. Okay. So if you're in a yoga posture, you would just want to be filled with um, good space mm-hmm. otherwise like you think if you're really tight and yeah you're, like, forcing yourself and you, your ego's involved yeah you're really pushing yourself a hundred percent into the stretch yeah you're gonna end up I think doing a lot more um, harm than good most of the time okay so you could you could even end up hurting yourself like if you go too far into a pose before you're ready for it for sure yeah yeah um, so when you say good space do you so you as a yoga is it teacher, instructor? Yeah, which whatever. Uh, <laughs> yogi, yoga guy. Yoga guy. Now it is I'm the goat yoga okay. guy. <laughs> goat yoga. That's right. I was yeah. gonna ask you about that. Yeah. Um, but as far as a yoga instructor, do you still, with each class, do you try to challenge yourself more? How does that work? Like, do you just get so used to the poses and it just becomes ease, and then all of a sudden it's just a, um, I'm just gonna do these movements and it just feels so easy, or is it always like CrossFit, supposed to get a little bit more challenging and you just want to challenge yourself every time. How does that work? It's interesting because it's always different, right? And yoga is so broad yeah. that you can enter into a general yoga class. Yeah. You can also enter into a power yoga class, probably sometimes in the same space. Yeah. So they might offer both. Yeah. Um, but I think yoga really just is about like tuning into what's going on in your life right there and just mm-hmm. being okay with it. Yeah. So some days, you know, your energy might be different. Some yeah. days you're dealing with something that's maybe... Um, restricting you and your body. Yeah. Um, so there's so many different types of the yoga, right? So it's all about how you're approaching that that specific class. Like, do I want to push myself or do I just need this to like clear my head? Is that is that what you mean by that? Right. Okay. Or like body and mind. Yeah. You know, like you said, bring the two together. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So how do you do that? Like with the monkey mind, like when you are in the middle of your yoga class and you just you you got all kinds of stuff bouncing around in your head how do you get it to stop you know what i mean it's like, that's like the big, <laughs> big question but the I million dollar question yeah <laughs> but i think there's different paths that you can follow um the most elementary to me mm-hmm. is just like breath awareness breath yeah. control they call yeah. it in yoga pranayama okay so um, just starting to notice like a rise and fall of your breath mm-hmm. it brings you in, into more awareness of your own of so you're not thinking mind. about anything else you're only thinking about your breath you try yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what your uh, mug says that I gave you that's right coffee. breathe you remember to breathe that's right yeah and how important is breath to you when it comes to you, like awesome. your your training yeah so um, a big part of CrossFit is being completely out of breath all the time. Like you, the idea is it's high intensity functional movement, um, constantly varied, but the high intensity part is where, you know, your heart is racing, you're breathing hard, you're huffing and puffing, you're sweating. And at the end of the workout, you just fall on the floor and you're trying to catch your breath and you're just I don't that, know if that sounds amazing or, <laughs> or the worst thing ever. And that's the thing is you don't know before the workout. You're like, this could be really fun or this could be awful. Um, and the breath would really come in handy when you're in the middle of a workout and it starts to get really hard, you know, cause you'll start the workout and you're like, I'm feeling good. I'm going. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can't cuss, but oh no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shucks. Um, <laughs> this is uh this is really starting to hurt this is getting tough and then you get overwhelmed and there's a lot of times when uh you're doing a workout especially when you ha- it has frustrating movements because in crossfit we do things 
like um, handstand push-ups, which is another reason yoga is so important because you guys work on the handstands. I've learned so much from you guys as far as headstands and all that other stuff about balancing yourself. I've learned more from you guys as far as that um, than I have, you know, in a CrossFit class. But that being said, um, you know, when you're in the middle of a workout and it starts to get overwhelming, you do, you start panicking and breathing really hard and getting overwhelmed. So being able to come back to your breath and be like, I'm okay right now. This is, this is tough, but I can handle it. Like that would be super useful in the middle of, especially if you're, com you're a competitor, that would be really useful. So you say out of breath. Yeah. Like your, your, your heart, your heart rate rate's goes, just jacked. Yeah. yeah. Almost the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. You have, like quick, you might have quick re recoveries, and like that's the high intensity part. Mm -hmm. Like more work, less less rest. Yeah. So is that is that physiologically good? So um, the the idea behind it, you know, you never want it to be easy. You want it to be intense. And out of breath, maybe not might not be the best way to describe it. It's just it in a challenging yoga pose, right? Yeah. If you want your breath, I think, to be like long yeah. and steady. Yeah. So if you're feeling like you're out of breath, it's like, okay, let me catch my breath. Yeah. And take that really yeah. long inhale and yeah. hold it. Like, do you find moments of that in weight training? You find moments of that in um, weight training when you're doing strength training. Like, when you're trying to mentally get ready. Like, if a weight is super heavy um, and your, your brain starts thinking, like you said, the future and the past... Um, like I wasn't able to pick up this weight before. Um, people are going to laugh at me if I don't pick up this weight now. Um, uh, being able to come back to your breath and just be like, you know, I can handle this. I can do this. You know, uh, that's when it comes in handy. And then also, you know, in the middle of, uh, difficult CrossFit workouts, we do have intervals, you know, so if there's two minutes rest in between each round, mm. that'd be a good time to come back to your breath, try to catch your breath. But it's good. Two minutes is a good That's a really long rest in yeah. CrossFit. Yeah, that usually doesn't happen. I was thinking like 30 seconds. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it depends on the effort, you know, like if I have a workout where, you know, I'm running 800 meters and then doing 20 pull-ups and, uh, you know, 30 thrusters which is a squat and then a press with a barbell. Um, that really jacks your heart rate up. And in order to keep the intensity in the entire time, yeah, two minutes rest might be what you need so that you can attack the workout. Like if I have you doing that three times, but I only give you 30 seconds rest in between, like you would die. Like it would, you, your intensity would not stay the same. You'd be walking that 800 meters, you know? So, but if I give you two minutes rest, that gives you enough time to catch your breath, get some water, uh, reset so that you can attack the workout and do it the way it was intended. So, do you like those rests, those periods? You do. You look yeah. forward to them, but also you kind of dread it. You're like, this is gonna be the fastest two minutes in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to do that all over again. So, um, we do that. Ugh, I remember that with um, we have a rower, so we do a lot of rowing in CrossFit, and uh, those intervals on the rower. <laughs> There have been a couple of times, which I don't know if this is good or not, but like there have been a couple of things that have brought me to tears in CrossFit and the rower and uh, there's something called double unders, which is jump jump rope. You let the rope pass underneath you twice. Uh, those have brought me to tears and handstand push-ups. So, you know, being able to come back to your breath when you're hyperventilating, yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be helpful for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a different world, which is why I think yoga and crossfit complement each other so well because they're they have some similarities but also they're really really different you know you guys your intention is uh, a little bit different for the most part than crossfit so that's why they would work so well together you know they're vital in my opinion we'll call it mobility mobility training. mobility is vital to crossfit um and it would be really helpful if and more, um, more boxes, CrossFit boxes, which is what they call the gyms, they're starting to understand that. Um, they're starting to offer more mobility classes and um, active rest days um, to try to get their athletes to involve mobility and yoga and all that stuff because it makes you a better athlete. Right. You know, I'm sure there are 
I mean, I'm sure you know of a lot of professional athletes who have to do yoga and all that stuff, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, stretching and flexibility. Yeah. Prevention, excuse me, of uh, injuries. Yeah, and just the mental aspect too, you know? Uh, being an athlete is such a mental thing, so yoga probably does come in handy. That part, you know what I mean? Yeah. So in that mind stuff too, mm-hmm. right? So you were saying how you got into yoga mm-hmm. through CrossFit. Yeah. And then um, you started, um, I saw your like Instagram posts and checking in on um, meditation yeah. classes and stuff too. Yeah. How did, how did your journey lead you oh. to a meditation cushion now? Yeah, so... Um, to go from CrossFit to that. I know, like... right? Uh, well, so that probably has a lot to do with um, my life outside of CrossFit is uh, pretty uh, intense also. You know, um, being the mother of four boys and, uh, you know, my husband is stationed in Washington State, so it's just me. It's four on one all the time. Four little boys. Wow. Um, so it that can get a little intense. Um, and so every now and then I would, like try to meditate in my room that wasn't happening um because you know there's one of them beating down your door and then you got to do the dishes and you're going to cook dinner and you got to you know fold laundry so still soul the meditation studio downtown was super helpful because you just have to be there you know there's no once you check in and they've got their pillows and um you've got an instructor who's very soothing and you know teaching you how to, you know, focus on your breath or, you know, this is the intention for the class and, um, being able to, it's almost like hitting the reset button, you know what I mean? Um, because it can get really overwhelming, the mom thing. Wow. Yeah. So add that to your list, personal trainer, CrossFit (laughs) and mom. Mom. Yeah. 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 For a lot of people listening too, I'd imagine, you know, they have kids Mm -hmm. and they're like struggling to make that time to Mm -hmm. like work out and and take care of their body and mind. So important. I will preach that nonstop, uh, how important it is and how much it, so mom guilt is real. You know, you don't have kids Mm -hmm. yet, but the, the idea of feeling guilty that you're not devoting your entire existence to your children it it's real it happens you feel guilty for doing anything for yourself but when you take the time out to take care of yourself uh, whether that's yoga or crossfit or meditation or any other form of self-care um so important it makes you a better mom you know uh, being fit means you're going to be around longer for your kids you're going to get to see your grandkids uh you're going to be in a better mood you're going to be able to do more things with your children so it's not taking time away from your children it's investing in your children you know being able to be an active mother or an active parent in general it your kids will appreciate that you might feel guilty if you put them in childcare at the gym for you know an hour but they get to play with their friends and you get to walk back in there to pick up your kids and you're in a great mood because all those endorphins from working out and you feel good about yourself because you're fit uh it's so important it's vital it's it's a necessity right yeah so there's a transformation tuesday on your page oh uh, yeah from 2011 yeah and um you got into like all of this mm-hmm. like as a mom mm-hmm. so you're like you just took on a whole new journey yeah um because i was um when i was in the middle of having children i was i was i was stressed and i i didn't necessarily turn to alcohol but at the end of the night i was like okay i need like a glass of wine or something like that i need something to relax myself because today was super stressful and i didn't work out and I drank, I hate to say this, I drank like 12 Diet Cokes a day. Like it was what I thought was keeping me awake to um, do the mom thing. It was actually doing the opposite. It was making me tired all the time. But, uh, and then after I had my last, my last baby, um, I got into fitness and it was stress relief. It was a break for a little bit, you know? Um, And 
I started to realize that I was feeling better and I was in a better mood and I wanted to eat better because it made me do better in the workouts, you know? And then uh, I started to uh, get in better shape and get stronger and every day get a little bit better. And if you're on that trajectory, you're automatically gonna be a better mom because you're just in a better mood, you know? Your entire existence is pointed in a positive direction, so. It is. It's helpful for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt horrible on the days after I drank. Yeah. I, yeah. I had that background yeah. too, where I was used to drink a lot. Mm -hmm. And when I got started getting into yoga, um, my practice didn't always feel as good mm -hmm. like on those hangover days. Yeah. Right. So that. And came, you just didn't want to do it, right? Like. Or you that too. Yeah. No, just... most of the time I want to do it. Yeah. Still... <laughs> but, CrossFit might be a little different. But when you said like you know you wanted to you were able to like work out better like mm -hmm. I think that's so it important is. too it is and uh so I mean I don't drink anymore at all just because it doesn't make me feel good you know like um it's not a judgment call like I don't care if anybody drinks just for me <laughs> and actually you know there are some people in my life I appreciate it when they have a drink or two really? you know <laughs> They're nicer people when they've had a glass of wine. Everybody's um, different. Yeah, everybody's different. Um, but for me personally, um, it just, it affects my entire next day. You know, like I don't want to get up as early in the morning. Uh, I don't want to eat good, you know? Like when you've, when you spent the night before drinking, like you, you want grease the next day. And grease does not translate to a good workout, you know? And when you don't feel good, you don't want to really want to go work out in the gym, you know? Right. Burpees don't feel good when you're hungover, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I chose to just not drink alcohol anymore just because it doesn't do me any good. So. Right. And But I don't mean, you know, to each their own, you know? Just for me, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Yeah. And that's good, too. Yeah. So. There's other, uh products out there like CBD yeah which I'm starting to try that mainly for like uh, muscle soreness and all that um, I just started like last week so I don't know how long it takes to um, benefit from it do you use CBD oh yeah what do you use 100%. it for um, for sleep okay. is a good one okay because if I get a good night's sleep then my just day feels better mm -hmm. Um, I'm teaching better. I'm, you know, I'm enjoying work. I'm teaching. Yeah. I enjoy my practice. Yeah. Um, but I think that that inflammation part is real too. Because mm -hmm. I've always had like um, tightness and soreness too. Yeah. Just from driving around and doing all these different things yeah. constantly all the time. So that would so come in handy for people. Definitely that. So it really does help. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's 100, cool. Hundred percent. And um, the alcohol just adds on to that inflammation. It a does. Lot of times. Yeah. It does. When I'll go through like a bender and I'm drinking, you know, consecutively yeah. for a couple of days, I'm just like, feel like crap after. You feel like really crap, do. you feel puffy, you do. Mm -hmm. um, and um, that's the biggest barrier for most of my clients who want to lose weight. Um, they don't want to give up alcohol. And I guarantee you, if you give up alcohol for 21 days, you will lose weight. Like it, just the way that alcohol is processed in your body it it doesn't process in a way that you can just burn it off and um, just in general the way alcohol makes you feel it's not conducive to someone who wants to be fit and lose weight it just it can't happen right but most of my clients well not most but a couple of my clients have said I'd rather be 10 pounds heavier and have a glass of wine a night you know so, I mean, it is, it's, it's all about personal preference and your choice. And I don't pass any judgment on people who want to drink a glass of wine every night. But sure. if your goal is to run an Ironman or be in the CrossFit games, you know, those a lot are of those things, things take work too. They do. You know? Yeah. And so part glad. of the work is not drinking. Yeah. You know? So it's cool that we're talking about this because in the last episode I had with um, local yoga teacher Nikki Christine TR, yeah I don't know she um, did a dryuary 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 yeah, oh back a couple of months ago or, okay um, she encouraged she did it and she got a couple of her students and then I ended up doing it for yeah. the whole month um, but a lot of the benefits too besides that weight loss was just like skincare too mm -hmm. your, your skin starts to 
glow because it's not being absorbed. It does, yeah. You can always kind of, um, you can see on somebody's face after a while, especially as they get older, that, you know, they drink a lot. You know, I hate to say that because it's not passing judgment, but it's just, it wears on you, you know, and yeah. you carry it in your skin. And uh, when you get rid of that, you're right, your skin gets better. You're in a better mood. There's benefits. There are benefits. So we put that out there. There are. We're throwing that one out. So we'll optional. On. Yeah. But let's talk about um food. Okay. Because I love food. Me too. Having a background. <laughs> yeah. All different types of food that is out there. Yeah. Italian American. You're Italian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I love my pasta. Yeah. Sometimes. Don't we all? Um, but you said something on your page about 80. Was that 80? 80%. 80%. Yeah. 80%, yeah. Right. So think about it. If you eat five meals a day and you just need to be good 80% of the time, that means one of your meals can be crap, mm. you know? Let's, let's go back for a moment Yeah. That. So five meals. Yeah. So three meals, two snacks. You know what I mean? Okay. So if 80% of your day needs to be focused on eating the right things, make one of your snacks not so healthy. You can still indulge every day and make progress. You know, obviously it's going to be more of a steady... Um, declining your weight um, as opposed to if you're like super strict with everything but as far as for personal your sanity and you know mental health purposes um, being super strict with your diet can be really tough so if you say I just need to do good four out of five meals a day so uh, three really good healthy like breakfast lunch dinner a healthy snack and then one snack that's not so healthy you know it keeps yeah. you from getting to that point where you're like, I can't take this anymore. I gotta eat an entire dozen Krispy Kreme donuts because the hot donut light is on, you know? It's on. Yeah. You gotta go. So you gotta go. It's an obligation. So getting to the point where you're okay with not, it's not an all or nothing thing. It's when you are deciding you wanna change your life and you wanna lose weight. You have to decide, do I want to lose weight? Do I want to lose 30 pounds real quick so that I can be fit for a wedding? That's completely different than, do I want to lose 30 pounds and keep it off for the rest of my life? You know, those are two di very different approaches. And I prefer the one where it's not quite as quick. You might not see the results as quickly, but they're going to last forever. It's you know? that longevity. Mm -hmm. It could working for like that exactly. long. Exactly. You're changing your habits and your behaviors so that you aren't um, just losing 30 pounds, restricting yourself, being miserable for 30 days. And then day 31, the day after the wedding, you black out and, you know, eat an entire pizza and gain 15 pounds in, you know, a week, you know? So I like the approach of changing your habits little by little. You know, giving yourself a 20% leeway so that you can make it last. You know, you don't just end up getting frustrated. Right. I got to fix those percentages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at like 70, 30. You're getting there. Right now. You're getting there. Slowly. It is. And it's really tough, you know, especially in your, I mean, if you're driving all day, super hard to eat healthy when you're on the road all the time. Really hard. Um, that's one of the toughest things is clients who travel a lot and um, like law enforcement first responders um, because they're in the car all day you know um, you don't have an opportunity I mean it's getting a little bit better but for the most part fast food is not healthy it's hard to find a healthy quick place while you're driving down the road and it's such a part of the culture too yeah, now exactly. it's so convenient and it's on every super block super convenient and it's super enticing, especially when you have kids. Happy Meals are awesome because they, they come with toys, right? Right away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that one is very challenging because, I mean, I still get them. I mean, um, my kids, you know, they want to go to Chick-fil-A after I pick them up from school. They don't want to come home and <laughs> eat grilled chicken and vegetables. No, they want... Do you try and pick and choose like some things off those menus too that is realistic try. for you? Yeah. Um, so, it's tough. You try to lean on the healthier end. There are healthier options at most fast food restaurants these days. And you can um, try 
but it's so easy to say, I mean, I'm here already. It's cheap. It's quick. You know, it gives you the calorie count and you're like, oh, that's only 600 calories. But, uh, if you can be a little bit more prepared or if you can try to find the healthier restaurants, like Panera Bread is probably a little bit healthier than McDonald's. Um, just making a little bit better choices every day with right. every meal. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect every time. Just try to get a little bit better every day, you know? So, right. same thing with everything else you do. You yeah. Know? I'll put it out there and say there's been times before classes where I'm at Taco Bell. Yeah, right? Because, like, that's that's my option at that moment in, like, the town where I'm in. Like, yeah. you know, there might not be a supermarket too close. But if I can find a supermarket, yeah, um, I will try and get out there and just have, mm -hmm. like, if they have a pre-made salad or mm -hmm. something. Um but things things to bring on the road too. Yeah. Is convenient and good. Yeah. Um and I like fasting a little mm -hmm. bit too. Like so Do doing, you do the intermittent fasting or do you just do like days of fasting? It's very, it's very trendy now that word. <laughs> it is. Intermittent it fasting. Is. Yeah. So we've we've opened it up we but have. a little bit. So I started it um a couple of months ago. Okay. And uh, you can intermittent fast. I mean we intermittent fast almost every day, right? We go if we're yeah. sleeping. Yeah, it's like you're sleeping that's eight hours yeah um but i've never been much of like a breakfast eater okay so um i don't i don't really eat until like noon really anyway wow and if i'm eating at noon or like one yeah i'm just eating very like small yeah really small amounts yeah because if i'm eating too heavy i'm like load i'm like loaded for the rest of the really? day so a typical day for me and i want to know if this is like if you if this is good on your nutrition okay. background okay is Fasting till like 12. Okay. Having a couple cups of coffee. Yeah. In, in that time. Yeah. Put in some like MZT oil in it. <laughs> yeah. So you have, I have like some, some fat. Mm -hmm. At least in there, zero calories. Yeah. So MZT oil is really good. You can add it in on salads and, mm -hmm. and coffee or whatever yeah. your drink is. Gives yeah. you a good, it boosts your metabolism. Yeah. So then I might um, have like a light meal of like either like a piece of fruit, a salad. And then that'll hold me up. And then at the end of the day, it's just like remember that free that thirty yeah. percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's like going all the way out there. Yeah. Um. So you and I are on different ends of the spectrum because the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning is knowing that I'm about to eat. Like really? as soon as I open my eyes, I'm like, I don't want to get up, but I also really want breakfast right now. So um. And if you have that um, first meal of the day and it's like good, you're eating plenty, you have like good energy and you feel good. Like mm -hmm. It gets me day. started. Yeah. So yeah. some people, they can't do it. Uh, like I said, it's the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, and with weight training and CrossFit, one of the, one of my favorite things about it is you can eat a lot, you know, like with bodybuilding, I admire those people because their diet has to be on point. You know, 100%. Like, if you want to do a bodybuilding competition, your diet has to be ridiculous with CrossFit. You're trying to fuel really tough workouts and get strong. And you want good fuel, too. Exactly. You want, you want good fuel. Um, and you want a lot of fuel because, you know, muscle needs calories to grow. Um, so that's one of the great things about CrossFit and getting stronger in general. Um, my brother... Joseph also um, he uh, he started out as 160 pounds and he wanted to get to 200 pounds um, and he did he got to 200 he gained 40 pounds and he said um, it's because I was full I've been full since 2011 like you just wow. gotta eat constantly if you want to gain weight and get muscle so a lot of people think that getting muscle especially females they have this um, notion that they don't want to do weight training because they don't want to be bulky. It's really hard to get a lot of muscle. It takes years. Uh, so the bulkiness is not going to come from muscle. Uh, but anyways, as far as diet, um, your diet sounds great. I, I've seen men that can tolerate fasting better than females. Just And um, I was talking to somebody about it, and they said biologically that makes sense, right? I was right? just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you guys had to go out and hunt for the food uh, and we had to 
stay, you know, back in the camps or whatever and feed babies. So we needed calories constantly. But men, you know, you could go for a while without eating because you were hunting, you know? So. And that's that goes so deep into saying that everyone's body is so different, yeah. too, right? Yeah. It's like male and female. Yeah. Of different needs. Exactly. But that percentage thing is cool, too. Like yeah. If you can have a good percentage mm-hmm. of just like. I think you, we all know what the healthy foods are, mm-hmm. right? You know, it can be your protein too. Yeah. Um, do you have a lower, do you stick to like a lower carbohydrate I don't. intake? I don't. I eat a lot of carbs, but... Um, do you balance that out with... Um, I, I try to eat a lot of protein. Protein, um, yeah. fat. I try to keep it pretty balanced. Um, you know, I try to eat a lot of protein just for the sake of muscle growth. Um, I try to eat a lot of carbs for the sake of like muscular endurance and uh, the energy, energy to get through really tough workouts. Right. And just because my life is so hectic with all four boys, I'm constantly having to eat whenever I can when they're not looking because they're going to steal my food. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they see something, they're going to try to steal it. So I'm sneaking snacks all day long. What's um, your favorite type of carb? Oh. God, bread and pasta. Um, those aren't yeah. the ones that I eat all the time, but if I had to pick, it'd be, you know, all that. Well, you sling back any pizzas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We should yeah. have a segment on here and just talk about pizza. Pizza, dude. Well, yeah, you come from the land of the good stuff, right? Yeah. Do you have any specific style of pizza that you like? I like it all. Yeah. So I've tried good. the New York. Love it. Yeah. Chicago. Love it regular love it <laughs> you know? um i actually used to work at monza downtown oh, yeah. and that's the neapolitan style pizza which is really good also that's my second favorite yeah it's close to my first favorite which is the new york style. the new york pizza yeah, yeah it's just classic do to you me. fold it in half do you do the i've seen you guys like fold it in half and eat it like it depends like what kind of day how, how much i just want to fast it in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the Napolitan style too, it's just like very thin, yeah, like Monza, right? Yeah, that, I mean that that's phenomenal With those as well big too. Chunks of mozzarella, I love Amazing. that. Mm-hmm. I love this that we're talking about pizza. I know, so. Right? <laughs> so do you like balance that out with something like, oh, okay, if I'm gonna have a pizza, um, will you like mix that in with something else to supplement it? So it's it's all about that eighty percent. So if I know that I'm gonna right. be eating pizza. I'm going to make sure that my other meals are on point, you know, so... um, At that time, like, can you put something on the side or within that day? It depends. Like, if I'm going to eat a lot of pizza, I'm not going to say, well, I'll eat a salad too, just so I feel better about myself because that's more calories, you know? So, um, I say to my clients, you, um, if you want to, with your daily calories, kind of bank your calories, you know? Like, if you know you're going to a wedding and you're going to drink a little bit and you're going to have some cake, cut your calories back a little bit during the week so that you don't feel guilty when you indulge a little bit. Um, And I promise it tastes better too, right? It really does, yeah. And you, when you can enjoy yourself, like Thanksgiving. Okay, Thanksgiving is awesome. Eat as much as you want, okay? It's not, you're not going to gain 10 pounds from one meal. Enjoy yourself. Spend time with your family. Eat all that stuff because it's awesome. Um, especially down here in the South, no offense, <laughs> but we know how to do Thanksgiving down here. That's um, true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, the holidays, they can be so tricky because people are like, I'm just going to gain 15 pounds. You don't have to, you know? You don't have to eat cookies every day, but you do give yourself a chance to enjoy, you know, you don't have to eat carrot sticks while everybody else is eating, you know, homemade mac and cheese. Enjoy yourself. But then, you know, get right back on track. A lot of people when they're eating and they're trying to eat right, but then they mess up, they feel like they mess up, quote unquote. Um, They're like, well, okay, I've just screwed up. I give up, you know, I can't do this. I'm not meant to be a healthy person. I'm just gonna keep eating like crap. You know, and so, you are p- kind of putting that in your body. You're putting that in your mind. Then exactly, too. yeah. And that's another big part um, of the whole getting fit aspect. It's all about what you say to yourself. Hundred percent. If you say to yourself, "I'm fat," or "I'm not healthy," or "I'm not a fit person," or you know, "I always hold all my weight in my butt," you know, you will structure your life around that. You know, like if you feel like you will never be a fit person, you won't do what fit people do, you know? Um, so I'm 
huge on what you say to yourself all the time. Like, even if it feels like total BS to you at first, say it all day long. Eventually, it'll get programmed in your brain. Maybe I am strong, you know? Like, if I say to myself a hundred times a day, I'm strong. I'm a strong person. I'm fit. I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. Your brain, subconsciously, you're going to be programmed into thinking, well, I'm, I'm strong. I'm a healthy person. This is what healthy people do. This is what strong people do. Um, you know, this is what yogis do, you know? You get... If you think of yourself as a particular type of person, you're going to do things that that, that type of person does, you know? So, so big on what you say to yourself, 100%. If you, if you are in the gym every day and you're eating healthy, but you're still talking shit about yourself, like, right. it's, you're missing it. Like, you're not going to get there. You have to change the way you talk about yourself to yourself. Who cares what everybody else says? It's all about what you say to yourself about yourself. 100%. Right. And one of the schools of yoga, mm -hmm. have you ever heard of mantra? Uh-huh. Mantra yoga? Or just I've heard of having a mantra. Having yeah. a mantra, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's it's a, a, a part of yoga too where you take a group of words. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are in the language of Sanskrit, the ancient language of yeah. yoga. And you can repeat that that. Um, saying, but it can also be in any language, right? Yeah. You can say, you can affirm to yourself, like, I am healthy, I am strong, yeah. I am loved. Yeah. And the idea is, like, you re repeat that in your mind. Um, and when the mind does wander, right, mm -hmm. that, the monkey mind, yeah. Yeah. is you tune it back to that mantra, you focus on those words. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's it. That's all you gotta do. Like, if you can get yourself into the space where it's possible, you know, like it is possible for me to be a healthy person, you know, and then as, as, as soon as you open that door, you start doing things that will get you there. But it, you got to start with making that decision and telling yourself that you can do it, you know. So yeah, having a mantra, whatever it is, you know, whatever your goal is. Um, <clears throat> I think that's key that's the first step because that's what I have to battle a lot with my clients is what they think about themselves what they say to themselves you know especially in the middle of a tough workout you know they get upset or frustrated or overwhelmed or it's really tough yeah. and they'll say you know I suck at this you know I'm I'm not strong I'm I'm weak I'm fat I'm whatever it as soon as you can get them to stop saying that about themselves then they start realizing it is possible. And that's with everything. Right. Everything. Whether it's yoga or CrossFit yoga, or whatever CrossFit, you're doing. You know, what your job is, being a mom. Right. You know, so what you say to yourself, that mantra is super important. Yeah. Super important. Yeah, 100%. Well, Heather Black, I think you're still a badass. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You too? Thank you. Yeah, you're a yoga badass. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> quote you on that I love yeah, right. um, well I want to encourage people to check you out on Instagram yeah because your Instagram page is just phenomenal thank you like you you work I do you put it out there I try, and you're yeah. on it I'm trying to help people you know it's not all just booty videos and I think you do <laughs> yeah um, because for people I want you to encourage check Heather Black Fitness. Heather Black Fit. Yeah. Heather yep, just Heather Black Fit. Yeah. Um, but you're incorporating routines and you're putting mm -hmm. out those videos which are so cool. Like mm -hmm. they're not just photos that people are putting on Instagram. You're involved in like the multimedia of, you know, putting those texts involved. Mm -hmm. You have your like I mean it looks beautiful the way Thank that you. you put your collages. Trying, yeah, I'm trying to make it I'm trying to make it as user friendly as possible, you know, so you know, you got the cover image. So if you go yeah. to my page, you can search. Like, it's got all the... The whole grid is laid out as you can kind of search for specific types of workouts. So, you know, if you want a core workout, you'll scroll through and you'll see a core video. Yeah. Click on that and then you can scroll through and see examples of all the different exercises. And then at the end, there's a slide that describes the entire workout. So I'm trying to make it... You can access the workout and it shows you how to do it, it shows you what you need to do so that you can go to the gym and get it done. And it's not just, right. hey, here's a video of me doing an exercise, look how good I am. It's, hey, here's a video of me doing an exercise that I want you to go do, you know? So I feel like there's a difference 
people have different intentions with their Instagram pages and to each their own, you know? Right. Um, but my goal with my Instagram is to help people because a big problem, you know, you don't need to hire me as a personal trainer. If you just need something to do in the gym, go to my page, find a workout, go do it. The end, you know? Because a lot of people, that's the obstacle. I don't know what to do when I get to the gym. Go to Heather Blackfit, pick out a workout, do it. You're done. That's it. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Heather mm -hmm. Blackfit.